You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host, and uh, Wednesday edition, you know, kind of dead of summer here. We actually got some news. TCU's got a couple commits, so we'll break that down uh, later on. But I wanted to get a guest on today, and I thought this would be fun. Um, if you follow Clint Foster on Twitter, you might have noticed that he's a really funny guy. He's been putting together some videos of, uh, hey, here's what like TCU fans are like. Here's how they react during the Louisiana Tech game. He's had some good ones recently. He just started a new series called Southwest Conference Stories, uh, and he joins the podcast. Clint, how you doing, man? And thanks for joining the show. Oh, th- thanks so much, Steve. Oh, such a uh, such a glowing little introduction there. I appreciate <laughs> it, bud. I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. Air in my lungs. There you go. You can save that introduction and just use it on resumes or, or whatever you know you want <laughs> to moving forward. Um, so, how did this come about? I know you've done. You mentioned to me off. Off air, you've done some acting in the past. You have that background. You have some comedy background. What was sort of the inspiration to start diving into uh, these these funny videos about TCU football? Yeah, well, so like you say, I, I have a lot of uh, experience acting. I did it growing up as a kid, and then I did a foray out in L.A. for a few years, did a lot of improv comedy out there and live comedy and um flexing my flexing my acting muscles and when I had to my wife and I had to move back to Texas in 2019 it was a thing where I was like man like I still I'm, I'm craving that creative outlet like you know I want to start creating some of my own content what am I going to do and um I'm a big fan of uh, I don't know if you know Cameron Magruder Scooter Magruder who does the mm-hmm. Cowboys videos yeah. right so those videos were absolutely a massive influence on me where I was like you know what I could do something like that for TCU. I'm like, uh, me and one of my best buddies, uh, one of my best friends from TCU, Cam Cunningham, we watch every single game together, whether live in person or on TV. And we're usually, half of the stuff that I say in those videos is just something that we have said to each other. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, I was sitting there uh, during the Iowa State game last season, like, you know what? I just, I want to take some notes and see if I can't, put this into a video and just, you know, see what happens. And uh, it's something that I've had fun doing and other people have, uh, have apparently had, had some fun watching. So I've, I've had a blast making them. And that kind of leads me to the next point. And you, you, uh, you answered a little bit there, but so are you writing like a script? Do you just have notes in your phone or are you doing some improv? How does that kind of work when you start actually filming these? Right. So for the TCU fans videos specifically, it's a very simple process. It's literally just, I have a note open on my iPhone as I'm sitting watching the game and just, I kind of write just stream of consciousness. Like, you know, if me and Cam say something to each other or yell something, I write it down. If I think something like, Oh, that play was ridiculous. I must remember that, write it down. And then I kind of distill that into a more coherent script of sorts for myself whenever I go sit on the purple couch and make the video. Uh, The other sketches with stuff like, uh, like the big 12 zoom call and the Thanksgiving sketch and uh, some of the more like big 12 broad ones or like Southwest conference stories. Like that was a full sit down, write a script Mm -hmm. Uh, with Southwest conference stories. I'm actually having to do research, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So uh, much to the chagrin of, of at least one Baylor commenter on my 
episode one Southwest Conference story. It's not 100% historically accurate, uh, but I like for it to be as historically accurate as possible where I can still inject some comedy into it. Yeah, so if people haven't seen that, you should check it out. Uh, SWC Stories, it's kind of got a drunk history vibe to it. Yes. But Clint really goes all out with some characters, with the writing. Um, and where did you get that shirt? that had like all the mascots on it. I think we all need to know that first because that was a, an amazing piece of clothing. Oh yeah, that's my, uh, my wife got it for me. Let's see, that was probably like, man, that was a handful of years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, my wife and I have been together for a very long time. We started dating in high school and uh, we'll have been married 10 years this December. So wow. she has helped me accumulate um, more TCU stuff than I had to begin with. Let's just put it that way. Uh, so that was one that she found on, shoot, I don't know, it was probably like Etsy or something she found it. Uh, and she's like, you'll like this. I'm like, yes, I love it. And the, uh, yeah, so the, some of the shots in, in I guess, a room or maybe a game room, there's like all this TCU memorabilia. I know you told me you have family, like your, your family went to TCU, you grew up around it. So is that like a collection of, of just your stuff? Is that like stuff that the family's accumulated over the years? Because there's a lot of really cool like vintage gear in there, it looks like. Yeah. So, and yeah, I do have very deep TC roots. Um, I have, I mean, my grandpa has given me some stuff, but most of this stuff in my collection is just that. It's my collection. Like everybody in the family has their own <laughs> collections. But uh, I mean, you know, a lot of it I've been fortunate like um, the, the Rose Bowl shadow box that you see, or like the letter, um, or like one of the TCU helmets, that's all stuff from when I was an equipment manager at TCU as a student that I accumulated. But then also too, I mean, I've got, you know, just little bits and pieces here and there that either Abby's gifted to me, my wife, or someone in my family is gifted to me, or I mean, you should see my closet, man. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of appalling, <laughs> the sheer amount of purple that goes on in there. But I'm, I'm also one of those people, I can't get rid of anything because uh, I'm like, oh, well, no, you know, like I, that, that's the 2005 Houston Bowl shirt. I can't get rid of that. Right. You know, <laughs> like, what if someone wants to remember that one time we played Iowa State, you know, before it was, uh, before they were a Big 12 team. Uh, anyway, yeah. I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the compliment though on the collection. Our conversation with Clint Foster will continue in a moment. Before we do that though, I want to tell you about one of our new sponsors, Made In. Uh, you might go to your favorite restaurant and wonder how they make such delicious food. I myself am not a great cook, but the reason, one of the reasons why your restaurant or why your favorite restaurant makes such good food is because they have great cookware. And that's one of the things that you can get from Made In. Made In produces professional quality cookware and knives for those who love to cook. They source the finest materials and partner with renowned craftsmen to make premium kitchen tools available directly to you. Uh, they have 28,000 five-star reviews and their products are used by some of the world's best chefs at Michelin-starred restaurants around the world. Right now, Made In's Offering listeners 15% off your first order with the promo code LOCKEDON. Best discount available anywhere online for Made In products. Go to madeincookware.com slash LOCKEDON and use promo code LOCKEDON for 15% off your first order. That's madeincookware.com. And again, that promo code is LOCKEDON. It's, it's good stuff. If you want to see some of these videos, you should follow Clint on Twitter. It's at Clint underscore Foster 55. Uh, and when you were at TCU, you were actually an equipment manager. So you're pretty embedded with the team. Uh, this might be hard to do, but maybe one or two of your favorite memories during that time, Clint, whether it was a game or just a, a funny story. And, and how did you kind of 
get get that job and, and work your way into uh, um, that amazing opportunity to, to be around the team for a couple of years. Oh, man, Stephen, you have opened up a can of worms, my friend. Uh, I have so many, so many stories uh, and so many fun memories. I mean, okay, if we're going to talk best memories, I mean, it doesn't get any better than being on the field for the Rose Bowl and, you know, realizing that moment, seeing the 13-0 and get accomplished, you know, after all of my years growing up a TCU fan and just wishing and praying for notoriety, and there we were uh, getting it. Uh, so as far as how I got the job, um, so I was, I grew up acting, like I said, and I became friends with this musical theater company that I was in when I was a kid. I did with two of Dr. Boschini's daughters. So I got to know him through that. And he, you know, gravitated to me because I was this TCU nut kid, uh, and became friends with him. And in fact, actually, whenever I got accepted to TCU, he hand delivered my acceptance letter, which is a super oh, cool wow. and fun memory. Yeah, he got, came to my house. I was like, oh, this is amazing. Um, but uh, so I actually, so here's the story. I was watching uh, 2008, so my senior year in high school, I was watching the TCU-BYU game and I was sitting with Brandon Hassel, former TCU quarterback. And I want to say Josh Goolsby was there as well, a former TCU linebacker. And uh, Brandon's still a good buddy of mine. He's a great guy. And he brings up to me in that game, he's like, you know what you need to do, man? He's like, you need to be an equipment manager. You would love it. You still get to be a part of the team. Uh, you know, you get to travel everywhere. You get to be friends with all the guys. You're at practice every day. You would totally love it. I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. I knew, you know, I didn't know that was a thing. Mm -hmm. So I texted Dr. Boschini. I was like, how do I do this? <laughs> and he was like, here's Matt Lewis's phone number call him and, uh, you know, see if you can get an interview. And so I, uh, Matt Lewis, who's now the director of football operations at TCU, just a wonderful, amazing Christian man and definitely a big influence in my life. Uh, I like show up in like full suit and tie for this like <laughs> equipment manager interview. And uh, he's like, oh, wow. <laughs> like, most people came in like a t-shirt and cargo shorts. But I was like, yeah, I just want you to know, like I take this seriously <laughs> and everything. That was, that was about the most serious that I took that job, you know, it turned out for the next four years because me and, and primarily Cam Cunningham, who I referenced before, we got ourselves into all sorts of trouble doing crazy, crazy nonsense things. Um, one that immediately jumps to mind is, uh, so and this is another BYU story. The last time we played BYU while they were in the Mountain West, uh, so this was 2010, and um, we were all joking because BYU had announced at that point that they were going to leave the Mountain West. They were going to become independent. And so I was like, uh, at that time, one of my pregame jobs was, I don't know if you remember, on the east side of the stadium back in those days, we had flags of all the conference opponents mm -hmm. that flew up on the east side. So one of my jobs pregame was to go and hang all those flags. And I was like, wouldn't it be great if I uh, hung the BYU flag upside down? <laughs> and, and Matt, Matt, bless his heart, was like, ha ha, like, you know, <laughs> kind of uh, any rational person would be like, no, like, like my laugh is saying like, yes, funny joke. Don't do that, you idiot sophomore. Uh, and I was like, oh, Matt thinks it's funny. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. And so I go and I hang the BYU flag upside down. It ends up like all over the Internet and I get in big trouble. Uh, <laughs> and uh, everyone was like, TCU is sending a message. <laughs> like to BYU, how they feel about them leaving the Mountain West. I was like, oh, okay. 
I guess uh, that was a little bit bigger of a deal than I than I anticipated. I have lots of stories though. There was one time on the Fiesta Bowl trip. I don't even remember how we got this, but um, my one of my friends had like a green suit, like a unitard that you mm-hmm. would like cover your face and like all of your body parts. Okay. And I can't even remember how we got, uh, how we arrived here, but it was basically like I was gonna put on. It was like a dare because everyone knew it. I would just do whatever. I'd do anything for a laugh, right? This is a destructive part of my personality. <laughs> uh, so they were like, hey, like put on put on the green suit and just like go walk around this like five star Arizona hotel and just like ask people if they've seen your pickle. Uh, and so I did, I just- Eyebrow stuff, yeah. Yeah, and, and like Pat Green was there and like, you know, it's like all these like important people there. And I was like pretending to have an existential crisis that I had lost my pickle. Uh, and then later on was handing out towels to people, uh, you know, <laughs> one, one of the, yeah, you know, no, normal things, normal things. We will wrap things up with Clint Foster shortly. I did want to tell you though about Built Bar. Uh, Built Bar is the most delicious protein bar on the market. It's, um, it's amazing. Uh, you know, it's great protein bars. They have one, my favorite flavor is coconut brownie chunk, but they have a lot of great flavors. Um, German chocolate, peanut butter, you should try Built Bar today. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. Again, that's BuiltBar.com, and the promo code is LOCKEDON. You can get 20% off your next order. Sign up today, BuiltBar.com. Go find out what your favorite flavor is. And again, that promo code is LOCKEDON. Uh, so, Clint, after that job and after you're getting to be around the team, I feel like sometimes if you're close to something and you kind of see how it works, were you like, are you a more rational fan now? Has, has the emotion kind of calmed down? Do you feel like you have a better perspective on things or is it still just, you know, during a game, all that logic kind of goes out the window and you're just, uh, if, if things are going great, you're over the moon. And if they're not, then you're just really down in the dumps. Uh, absolutely not. I'm, I'm the least logical person you'll meet. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, I, okay, like there is a little bit. Uh, I, I would say that one of the biggest things, uh, and this feels so silly, but when I came in as a freshman, um, I feel like that was the last time, the last two times I was starstruck by anybody were when I very first came into the TCU locker room for the first time and I was like, oh my God, that's Andy Dalton. Oh my God, that's, you know, Jonathan Jones, third string wide receiver. You know, like I was geeking out. And then the very first time I met LT that year, I very much geeked out. But it really uh, instilled in me like, oh, you know, these are just human beings, you know, <laughs> just like all of us and just trying to get through life. And uh, I think I think that was an important lesson for me, because I think that a lot of fans and just people in general, we look at coaches and we look at players and we don't, we don't think of them. We don't distill them as humans. We don't distill mm-hmm. them as people who have feelings and emotions and struggles and things that they're going through. It's just, Oh, this is that person that I watch for entertainment. And they didn't, they didn't do the thing to win the game this time. And so now I'm mad at them. Right. You know, uh, I do think it definitely gave me a lot of perspective in that way. And also too, I mean, it really, it, it really enhanced my knowledge of the game significantly just mm-hmm. being around, in practice and around those coaches um because when I played high school football I was I was a a defensive lineman who like you know football was where I I got out my anger issues right you know I was I was like the third down specialist where it's like oh there's the kid where you just light his hair on fire and he doesn't even know whether to recognize run or pass he just 
goes forward and <laughs> just tries to attack whatever's in front of him. Uh, but being around those coaches, I got such a deeper knowledge of the game and understanding of, you know, how things work. So, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm a more informed fan, but I'm definitely, I'm every bit as emotional as I've always been, for sure. That's a really good point about keeping in mind, like, these, these guys are working hard. Like, they're putting in a lot more work than we are. They're probably more upset when things go wrong than, yeah. than you know, us sitting on the couch. But with that being said, let's dissect uh, this year's team. How about it? Let's, let's talk about their prospects. Um, so a, a lot of excitement around this group, Clint, and, you know, Max Duggan coming back for essentially his third season as, as a starter. Um, this defense has some big names as well. What do you think has to kind of come together for this offense to be more consistent and, and more explosive than what we've seen in the last, the last couple of years? Okay, well, let me start by saying that my expectations for the season are absolutely sky high. Mm-hmm. And if, uh, if, if you or any of your listeners have listened to any of mine and Billy Wessel's podcast, Toad Talk, you'll know that we've been hyping up 2021 for a solid two to three years now <laughs> as like, this is the year when we can get back to at the very least competing for a big 12 title. Um, Cause we're just so bursting with talent and it's all still relatively young talent. Most of it will be back next year, even. Um, it's really, it's a shame. Uh, it's a shame that Trayvon Merrig and Ardarius Washington had to go ahead and leave because, I mean, if they were on this defense, on paper, this is the best defense in TCU history. I still think it can be really good, but it's just a shame that you missed that experience there. Uh, but as far as what, what needs to happen for the offense, um, number one, they need to stay healthy. That's the number one thing that needs to happen because I feel extremely good, uh, especially about the starters on the offensive line, the starters at all the skill positions. And like you said, Max, his third year as a starter, his first full off season, really. A lot of people lose sight of that. He's actually had a full off season to work and get better um, without heart conditions or, or Alex Delton's getting in the way. Um, and uh, so it's a matter of staying healthy and a matter of can, uh, can Doug Meacham and Jerry Kill come together in a way to run the offense like we think that they can. Um, I was lucky enough to go to spring practice one day and um, I I can tell you that I like what I saw. They weren't doing, you know, it it was all pretty vanilla stuff, but it seems like there's a lot more of an identity now than there has been in the last couple of years. Uh, There's a lot more of a focus as far as play calling goes. And, you know, I mean, it, it feels premature to compare this to 2014, but in the same way that you did in 2014, you've got the pieces on this team. You know, you just need, uh, you just need for the, the execution, the play calling, and the health to fall into place. And, man, we can do some special things this year. I truly, truly believe that. It definitely does feel like it has some similarities to, to that 2014 season. Uh, yeah, so if you show up at practice, like, does Gary recognize you? Is he like, what's up, Clint? Or is that, you know, how, how much did you get to know him through the process of being equipment manager? <laughs> Not very much, honestly. <laughs> I, I, sometimes I wonder if he knows who I am. I think he does. Uh, and, and Matt actually, I talked to Matt Lewis the most. He's usually the one that I go back to see. Sure. Um, and he, he did say one of the last times that I visited him, he's like, oh man, he's like, you're, you're a celebrity in the athletic office. Everybody watches the videos. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> like, this is terrible news. Um, but I, I was an offensive manager. I worked with the running backs primarily. So I was on the, uh, you know, the vacation 
the vacation side of the practice field where all of the defensive managers were constantly sweating and, and worried for their lives because uh, it's just a very different vibe over there. Um, so to answer your question, no, he's never said hi to me. Uh, and I don't know if he knows who I am, but maybe he does. <laughs> I love the idea of Gary turning off film for a second to go on YouTube and watch some of your videos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, Coach P, Coach P likes to know if, uh, if there's any negative stuff going on for sure. So yeah, you, I'm sure he's just like, we're giving away trade sequence here. <laughs> you know, he keeps, he keeps tabs on, uh, on what the feedback is for sure. Yeah. Uh, Clint, thank you so much for joining us. If you want to follow Clint on Twitter, it's at Clint underscore Foster 55. Um, he's got some cool videos out. He actually did one the other day that was uh, a funny take on what each fan base kind of reacted to when they opened up the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Do you have anything coming up out in the near future, Clint, that we should be watching out for on, on the video front? Uh, well, the, what I'm working on right now is uh, episode two of Southwest Conference Stories which I don't want to give away the, uh, the theme just yet. But uh, I've got, um, it, it's not a TCU story, but I do have a former TCU player who's going to be my, my narrator for this one. So I'm looking forward to sitting down with him and, uh, and starting shooting this thing. I, I think this one's going to be even better than the, than the TCU Fire one. It's definitely a more wild story. Good stuff. That's a, uh, that's a good tease. That's coming out. And don't forget, Clint also does Toad Talk with Billy Wessels. Uh, they've got a best linebacker in the Gary Patterson era bracket going on on Twitter right now. So keep tabs on that and then watch out for their episodes as well. And again, it's at Clint underscore Foster 55 on Twitter. We'll talk to you again on Friday. Thank you to Clint for joining the show today. This has been Locked on Horn Frogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.